Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Shirako Slayton. Shirako had a near-death experience where she was tested and today we're going to learn about it. Shirako, thank you so much for joining us today and welcome. My pleasure, Jeff. How are you? I'm great. I'm even better now that you're here. <laughs> so if you don't mind, let's start on the day that your NDE started. Well, on the day, um, it was April 12th of 2021. Um, it was a normal day. Uh, we went to Walmart, me and my family, my wife, my and my mother um i started having dizzy spells in the hospital and not in the hospital in uh walmart and um we went home i had to go sit out in the car for a bit and we went home um i started feeling a sense of doom like i had a lot of urgency and i was really anxious um it felt like my heart was racing um, but it actually wasn't. Um, I called my family physician. Um, they told me to maybe um, eat a snack and drink some water and then lay down. Well, I started feeling really bad, like dizzy. Um, I was sweating profusely. Um, I told my wife to call 911. Um, she did. And uh, I was rushed to the hospital. Um in the ambulance, I coded, I flatlined. So, um, uh, where did, what else you want to know from there? All right. So you flatlined and then what happened? Did you go out of your body or what happened after that? When I flatlined, um, I was like, felt like, like my energy and my soul was thrown from the ambulance. And it was like I ended up in front of the hospital. Um, a demon was chasing me from there. I didn't state earlier, but when I was in the room with my wife and we were waiting on 911, we were waiting on the ambulance to come. I saw a dark figure in the corner of my room. Um, I really didn't know what it was or what it wanted. Um, and I saw that figure again after I was thrown from the ambulance. I saw it actually, it was chasing me and saying derogatory things to me. Um, I laid down on the ground as it was chasing me because I got a sharp pain all through my body. And then um, after that, I laid on the ground. And I uh, just felt a sense of urgency again, like really panicky. And I started to fall. Everything went black. I started to fall. And I felt a falling sensation. And then everything just suspended. And I was suspended in the air like like in a black void. And um, from there, I kept calling out and help me, please, God, help me. 
Um, I had remembered my mother saying to me, if you ask for forgiveness, you would not go to hell. And I believed at that point that I was going to hell. So I was just praying out to God to please help me. Please forgive me of my sins. And then I started to fall again. And I ended up um, on a rock. And I was like in a hole. And there were rocks all around. They were sharp. I couldn't really feel. I couldn't see my body or feel my body. But somehow I knew these rocks were sharp. And they were hot to the touch. And I heard demons below me. Well, I call them demons. But I heard demons below me saying, oh, you need to come down here with us. And they were just demonic beings. I couldn't see them. It was still dark. I could see the rocks, but I couldn't see anything else. I heard a voice call out to me and said, it is not your time, child, but you must prove yourself. You must climb yourself out of this hole. Um, I started climbing. Um, I didn't know if I was going to make it out of the hole. All I knew is I needed to get to this voice that was calling me to come to him, basically. So um, I just kept trying. I kept climbing. I slipped back down. Um, It was slippery, hot, jagged. I just kept climbing. Um, I was finally offered a hand, and I took it, and I climbed the rest of the way out. And um, I remember being in um like a white room it was like you couldn't see walls or anything like that but i know i was in a white room and um my grandmother who had passed back in 2007 she was there and she says to me rocky that's what they call me she says rocky it's not your time you have to go back to your family um and i told her i didn't know which way to go And she pointed, and I walked that way, and I was back in my body. Well, thank you for sharing that with us. What did the demon look like from the beginning that was chasing you? He was a dark figure. Um, You could see his eyes. They were like black. But he was was all dark, a dark figure, big, um, very intimidating looking. I find it interesting that even though you weren't in your body, when you lay down on the grass, you were having pain like you were in your body. Yes, I was. I believe at that point, I believe they were trying to defibrillate me. Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not sure of it, but I do believe at that point they were trying to defibrillate me. That's and an, get my, oh. my heartbeat, um, I went... It was like my heartbeat was 42 when the paramedics got here. They couldn't get a accurate blood pressure because it was so low. But my heart rate was 42 when the ambulance got here. And then um, by the time I got to the ambulance, my heart had quit completely. Now, when you were down in the hole where you were on the jagged rocks and it was hot, You also heard demons or something again. Did you happen to see what they looked like or you just heard them? I just heard them. I didn't see what they looked like. The voice that helped you get out. Who do you think that was? I actually believed that I was in the presence of Jesus Christ. 
I never um, saw him exactly. Um, I also, I also did have a life review. Mm-hmm. I didn't mention that before, but I did have a life review. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas I could hear him talking to me um, through the life review, I was standing there. And it was like kind of like that movie Scrooge, the uh, Christmas Carol. That's kind of how the scenes played out. And he was there asking me if I had learned anything from these actual situations that I was reliving in my life. Were you seeing things in your life that you were unhappy with yourself? Some of them, yes, I was unhappy with myself and really remorseful for some of the things that had happened um, at that point in my life, there were a couple of times that he showed me that were really happy times. Um, but for the majority, they were really bad times. Why do you think you went to that place? Well, I've done um, a few bad things in my life. And I believe he was just testing me to see, you know, if I was able to pull myself out of the hole if I had enough strength not to go down where the demons was at and to pull myself out to be with him. Are you a religious person or were you before the experience? I wasn't religious until now. I believed in a higher power, Mm. um, like energy and things like that. But I wasn't, I wasn't a real believer And are you now? Yes, I am. Would you say you're a Christian now? Yes, I am. I've accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior. How else have you changed after your experience? I've just become a better overall person. I've learned from some of the things that I was shown in the experience. Um, Like, for instance, I was shown gluttony as being a sin. Um, I really, I'm really heavy. And since all that has happened, I've lost about 45 pounds. Um, it's been about six months since all this happened. I've lost about 45 pounds. Mm -hmm. I look at food differently, not a food addict anymore. Um, other things, I'm more active role in my son's life. I'm not as cranky or in a bad mood as I used to be. I just have an overall outlook on things like, yes, you know, we're doing this. uh, You know, things are great. Hmm. Sounds like some positive things have turned out from your NDE. Yes, they have. Really have. Even though you had a possibly terrifying experience, overall, would you say it's been a positive thing for you? It really has. It has. It really, um, it's a great experience. I got to experience, I think I got to experience all realms of the situation because I was in the darkness. I came up, I saw my nanny. That's my grandma. I saw nanny. I went back to my body. I had a, I had an out of body experience when I was being chased out in front of the hospital. So I believe the overall experience has just got me in a frame of mind, more positive and outgoing, basically. What does your friends and family think about your experience? 
They were terrified when I told them about it. <laughs> I was in a coma of my own for three days. Um, they had started doing um, therapeutic hypothermia where they were lowering my body temperature to preserve brain function. And my parents, my wife, they were all terrified that one, I wasn't going to make it. And that two, I, they were just worried about how I was going to come back if I was going to be a vegetable. Um, so they, they're really happy um, that I made it through. They call it a miracle. Do they notice any other changes in you spiritually or personality-wise? Yes, they've all said they've noticed my personality now is more outgoing, up to do things, more of a go-getter. Um, I've been left disabled. Um, I have COVID long haulers, but um, they say I'm more outgoing, open to get out there and do things. So overall, yes. Do you have any abilities that you didn't have before your experience that you have now? I don't really think I have any abilities. Um, I'm more in touch with God now. Um, I spend time praying. Um and, um, you know, manifesting and things like that. But I don't believe I have any like supernatural abilities or anything like that. Has the experience faded for you or is it as real today as it was the day it happened? It's as real today as it was. Um, I still have dreams about it. Um, not really flashbacks, but I think about it a lot. Is there anything about it that inspires you? The whole experience uh, inspired me to try to get out there, inform people about COVID, um, try to get people vaccinated. I wrote a book. Um, it's called 90 Minutes from COVID. And it's just about the experience that I had, everything leading up to the experience and everything after involving COVID long haulers and things like that. Um, the whole experience is, it's really been amazing, even though it was terrifying to fall into the abyss like that. It's really been amazing. It just brought me out of a place where I might have been in a dark place at the time. And it's just brought me into a whole new light about life. Do you have any negative after effects from your NDE? No, not for my NDE at all. Um, it's been all positive. Yeah. Do you fear death? No, I don't. All right. What about time there? Did you notice that there was a lack of time or anything like that? It seemed to be timeless where I was at. Um, like when I started falling, like, when I said I was outside the hospital, I laid down on my back and it went black and I started falling. I felt like I was falling for a really long time. Um, I flatlined for 90 minutes. It took them 90 minutes to resuscitate me. They usually give up after 30 to 45 minutes, but they kept going because I have a son. Um, but time there just seemed to just lasts forever, really. It's timeless. So you felt like you were there a lot longer than 90 minutes. Yeah. Yeah, I did. Mm. Yeah, 
like I was there, I don't know, it seemed like weeks, maybe months that I was going through all this. When you finally came out of the coma and you woke up, did you remember the whole experience immediately or did it take like a day or two and then you started remembering it? No, I remembered immediately. Um, I started as soon as I started talking after they took the ventilator off and everything like that. I started telling my family immediately about my experience. Were they freaking out? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they were pretty terrified about it. Um, my dad, he was uh, excited about it. He's an elder for a church that he goes to, and he was excited to hear that I had experienced what I believed to be Jesus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What I took away from the whole experience is that, um, you know, you, you'll have COVID and you think you're over it and then it can hit you like that and you're out. I mean, when I was here in the bedroom seeing this figure in, in the room with me was absolutely terrifying. I was, I, when I was falling, I was just praying when I was in the bed with my wife, I was afraid. I mean, there were so many emotions through the whole experience that it's hard to describe, you know, exactly how I felt in the moment through the whole um, experience. But, you know, anybody who goes through an NDE says something different about their experiences. And I believe, I believe they're genuine. Um, Mine was just a little bit different because I think I experienced all the realms. I saw my grandmother who had passed away, and she looked pretty mad at me, Jeff. Wow. <laughs> yeah, she did. She looked pretty mad. She's oh. like, you have to go back. And I, I don't know why she was mad at me, but she was mad. So. What age did she appear to be? She appeared to be in her... Like 40s, like 30, late 30s, 40s, yeah. How old was she when she passed? 78. Okay, so that's pretty consistent that a lot of people see deceased family members about in their 30s. Yeah, before this, I had maybe watched a few shows about indies, and um, I was pretty skeptical about it. Um, I didn't really know what to think one way or another, but now that I've experienced one, I'm like, wow. And I try to look at them, look back on some of the episodes and things, different podcasts, and I try to compare notes to see similarities in mine and others. So I do see some similarities as well. You have the time issue. You saw entities. I have a handful of guests that had hellish experiences. So that's even similar. Um, you saw your grandmother. You you went not only to the black void, which is kind of a, a common thing. It sounds like you also went to some kind of white room, as you said, as well. Yes, I did. And I also had the life review, I believe, to be. Right. So. I guess you're saying that the voice that was always speaking to you, helping you to get out was Jesus, right? Yes. Did you just kind of have like a knowingness like, oh, that's Jesus, even though you didn't saw, see him? I just felt his presence. He had such a presence, even though I didn't see him. His voice, I could 
I could feel like love coming from his voice. Mm. And it was just so amazing. And I just knew that this has to be Jesus. Was it the love that you've always yearned for? Yes, it was. Hmm. Who am I to say whether anybody's NDE is legitimate or not anyways, yeah. <laughs> but I'm just saying, you know, you have a lot of the, a lot of the same elements that a lot of people have. I believe so. Yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, the only thing I think that may be different is that I experienced like some people say they just go to a dark place and they're there and, you know, they get rescued or saved from the dark place but i experienced like the out-of-body experience and all the realms like you could think of that have to do with the indies and it was just it's amazing Mm -hmm. i kind of wonder sometimes about what causes the hellish experience was it you know your state of mind at the time, were you in a lot of fear and worry and maybe in a angry or unhappy point in your life? Or do you think you were meant to go there because you deserved it because you led a life, you know, kind of like a, I don't know if, if a bad life is the right way to say it, but you know, like you've done a lot of wrong things in your life that, or at least you feel guilty about. I think it was a little bit of both. I have done some pretty bad things in my life. I haven't, like, killed anybody or anything like that. But I've had a few little incidents as a child. Um, I used to be a gang member and things like that. And um, I have a rough past. Um, And also, at the time, I was in a dark place. And um, I wasn't happy with the way things were going in my life at the moment. But... Um, since I've been back and out, everything's changed. What was the result of your heart stopping? Do you think it's because of your long haul COVID? Um, they did diagnose that um, the cardiac arrest was due to COVID. Hmm, interesting. So have they found out that you have some type of heart damage to COVID? I, I did, they test me, they did a PET scan and stuff like that. And now they can't find anything wrong with my heart at all. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe you just, because you have dizzy spells and stuff, maybe that causes your heart to beat irregularly. Well, they were saying I was in bradycardia mm-hmm. um, to where the electricity in my heart just gave out. Mm. So now I have a pacemaker. Um, they put a permanent pacemaker in um, just to be sure that that doesn't happen again because they said it could happen again just because the electricity problem. But I've been doing well so far. Um, I'm able to get up, walk around, do things. Um, I had like four broken ribs because of the CPR, so I was in a lot of pain after that. But all that pain has went away. I'm not on any pain meds or anything like that. So I'm doing really well. Um, Before all of the problems with the heart, I um, had got diagnosed with acute kidney injury. That has healed up miraculously. Um, I was anemic before all that B12 and iron anemic. I'm not iron anemic or b12 anemic anymore so 
You stated that you look at food differently now. Can you comment more about that? Yes. Um, when I woke up, um, I couldn't eat for a while. They had me eating. Um, first thing I ate was jello and stuff like that, puddings and stuff. And right away, I noticed that I wasn't, you know, getting a euphoric feeling from eating. And it's went on now for six months without a euphoric feeling from eating. Um, I just don't see it the same way I did as before I um, had my ND. Um, I just, I mean, it's just not there anymore. So, and before you would eat and get some kind of euphoria, almost like a drug? Yeah, and I would eat and eat and eat, just constantly sitting with something in my mouth, just constantly eating. Mm-hmm. And I would get like a a sense of euphoria from the food. Mm-hmm. And now I don't. I wonder if other people who are overweight have that same sensation. When I know um, food addiction is real. And um, I know that a lot of people do get a euphoric feeling from eating or like a comforting feeling mm-hmm. from eating as well. If someone's in a hellish experience or in hell... Do you think that if they call out to Jesus or God that they will get out? I believe if you call out to God and Jesus and you ask him to forgive you for your sins, he'll make you prove yourself before he brings you out of the darkness. All right. So you have your book out called 90 Minutes from COVID. If people want to check it out, where can they find it? Um, It's on Amazon.com. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get it in an ebook or paperback, and it's also on barnesandnobles.com, and you can get it on the Nook there. All right. Do you have a website or anything like that? I don't have a website right now. I just, um, you can just go to amazon.com, type in 90 minutes from COVID, and it'll bring it right up. Well, you've got the book. Do you have anything else going on that you want us to know about? Um, you know, I'm just encouraging everybody to get vaccinated. I think it's really important to push that out there. I know some people think, you know, they don't want to be a government guinea pig and things like that. But I think it's really important to push the message of getting vaccinated because like my story, you know, it seems short. There's a lot of detail that went into what happened when I tell it, it seems short, but it's it was a serious ordeal to be laying in the bed just in doom of what is going to happen to you, and it all stems from COVID. I mean, they've done multiple tests to see if something else could have caused this, and they came up with nothing. Mm-hmm. So I, I urge people to get vaccinated. Because a lot of people are dying. Um, I made it out (laughs) by the grace of God and many people don't. All right. Well, before we finish up, can you leave us with one positive message? A positive message I would have for everyone is that even in your darkest hour, you can be saved. You can be forgiven. Um, I would suggest to people to never give up. To always strive like I, I strive to get out of that hole and to get up there with Jesus. 
I just encourage everybody to do their best, to try to be as good of a person as they can, and to get vaccinated. (laughs) Thank you for that message. And Shirako, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you, and I wish you the best. Thank you, Jeff. All right. Have a wonderful evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.